Hey, everybody. Hi. We are on a Tuesday because little old me has got to go to Penn State for state softball tomorrow. Uh, have fun. What's in front of me, Squeezer? Oh, boy. Is a um, half drank, drinking, drank, drank. Drunk. Drunk. Half drunk. That's no, that'll be at the end of the show. We'll be half drunk. Drinking. Drinking. Drink. 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 Let me put my light on to read it. Um, so it's a half drank Grimace shake from celebrating, and it's it's a plastic cup with confetti on it. It says celebrate Grimace's birthday. And it's a medium McCafe shake, orange juice, or Fanta, and it's a small fountain. Drink or iced coffee. Yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess you're getting old and you can't. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Fountain teas or iced coffee. Yeah, when you can't see in the dark. Um. Uh, so you, I, you got to get the grimace meal. I think to get the grimace shake from when I. So I got the Dude, grimace meal. Yeah. I got the ten piece chicken nugget. Obviously. What did you pay for it, if I may ask? It was like twelve bucks. Okay. Why? I think you're on, because apparently it's a big thing now, uh, is uh, price gouging. Certain franchise owners are jacking up the price for the meal. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I, think I, I, I just read that. Uh, that could be that could be price gouging. 12 bucks seems like a lot of money for the... Yeah. Well, no, some are saying, to, but like some are like charging like 17 Oh, shit. Yeah. Because you figure that meals, well, I guess the shake is what costs money. As opposed to like getting that meal. Yeah, but they compare it to it's the equivalent of I guess they're saying like a a chocolate shake that size would be like three dollars and seventy five cents. Mm-hmm. And when you do the math, it prices out to like eight dollars or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, all it tastes like is a vanilla shake. It's good. It's a it's a very really? delicious non gelatinous. There's a <laughs> little bit of aftertaste, non gelatinous gum based frozen beverage. There is um, a little aftertaste of like a blueberry or berry, but it's mm-hmm. very—it's just a purple vanilla milkshake, pretty much. And so goddamn, like I haven't—I'm just... sorry, I haven't had a McDonald's milkshake in probably 25 years. And fuck, is it good? It's good. Oh, mm-hmm. it's been. Does it t- does it taste different because it's not in a because it's in like a stupid cup? Kind of. They give you the. Oh, this cup's pretty cool because it's got Grimace's birthday. All right, that's cool. But it tastes. But like... It tastes just how I remember a vanilla milkshake to taste. Oh, that's, that's and it, it's awesome. got it's got the the big like straw that's like the side like the big McDonald's straw in it. Like they didn't yeah. they haven't changed those. You don't have, your eyes don't go cross trying No. That. It's still white with the red stripe and yellow stripe. It's still very that's much awesome. So yeah, I uh I ate like two or three of the nuggets, then uh like a handful of fries, then tossed everything to keep the grimace <laughs> uh Nugget box in the bag in pristine condition, nice. and they weren't that good. <laughs> no. uh, but the uh, shake was, was the piece? shake, yeah, ten piece. The shake you could get uh, it with a Big Mac or a ten piece. The shake is the best part of the meal squeezer. Oh yeah, it is really yeah, I, good. Shaking a long time. So Grimace was always supposed to represent the milkshake, and I guess this is yeah. the first time they've done a Grimace milkshake. And how did it take that long? I don't know, 52 years, Grimaces. Did they just, after a while, forget what he was, and then they just rediscovered it? I don't know. Because, um, of course, his uncle is Uncle O'Grimacy with the, the shamrock shake. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, the the girl who gave me the meal at the the window was wearing an, a shirt that was all purple and had his eyes and like mouth on it, and it said HBD Grimace. So that was pretty neat. I was like, it's pretty cool shirt. Did Did you ask how you could get one? No, but I did order. He has his merch dropped on the McDonald's store. I ordered the pool float because I wanted to get that last year for uh, during the camp McDonald's thing they did. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it's on the website Golden Arches Unlimited, and it's Grimace's birthday. They have a T-shirt which I was gonna get for you. It's a purple T-shirt with Grimace's face on it. It's basically like cosplaying right. Grimace. <laughs> uh, a Grimace bucket hat, the Grimace pool float, the retro Grimace socks, a Grimace beanie. Um, but I just got the pool, the Grimace pool float, because I'm like, that's going over to my brother's pool. <laughs> Uh, but they're available at uh, Golden Arches Unlimited. Um, the beanie's kind of not. I like the beanie. You wouldn't wear any of this. Would you? Would you wear that beanie? I'll buy that I beanie wear, right now. I if would you'd wear, wear that beanie. You have to wear it with the shirt. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> can't wear it with the shirt. It all, see, it depends. I don't know. I, no, I wouldn't because it's the, the flappy kind. Yeah. If you, I don't like uh, the flip up. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the flip up. So if you go to the apparel page, I also bought the I partied with Ronald McDonald tee, and I also bought the retro packaging tee, which was so fucking cool. Uh, and I wanted to get to do the Shamrock Shake tee, but I'm like, I give McDonald's enough money for t-shirts. Yeah, and it's just racist. <laughs> yeah, against yes, um, Irish. But uh, yeah, the stuff's pretty cool. I didn't know this. Uh, Website had such cool stuff. <laughs> that Grimace shirt. Does it come in any size? Of course the 2X are sold out. Are they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, because all the fat guys wanted to get a... Yeah. No, I wore... I made the mistake. I, yeah, that, I had that nickname for quite a while, sadly. Oh, no. It, it How? It died off. Um, it was a bike-a-thon thing. I was part of our church where you ride a bike around Nazareth Speedway to raise money for, I don't know, whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. I, hey, I got to ride a bike on a racetrack. That was kind of cool. And then they gave out, you know, you always get a free shirt. And this one was purple. Mm-hmm. And I put it on. I went out to play uh, with my friends. Eh, some Maybe football. Maybe a little wiffle ball. Maybe just uh, bottle rockets. And I walk out and uh, I get a, hey, Grimace. That's all it took. <laughs> that lasted quite a while. There was so many. Grimace kind of just was amongst uh, every now and then, you know, like certain people like would sneak that one in. But uh, hmm. I think I used it. I went with it as a wrestling gimmick for quite some time when I took a little time off from my other characters. <laughs> you like the three faces of Foley. With all your, yeah, your gimmicks. Yeah, <coughs> no, no, because those all worked. These are just failed gimmicks, one after mm. the other. Just, just keep slapping shit. Do on you it. still have the, those tapes? I, I might have some. Oh come uh, on, find them. That's I perfect gotta, material for a, a rad year's YouTube. They'd be on uh, VHSC or. Uh, I have an adapter at work. I, I think I, I the adapter's probably still in that adapter. I don't know what else would have put on it. And uh, uh, mini. Uh, mini eight or mini DV. Mini DV. Yeah. yeah, well, that's that's easy. Mini DV just plays on any uh, DVC Pro machine. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, find those tapes. Find those tapes. Find those tapes. Find those tapes. <laughs> Richard Sanchez extending a squeezer, extend a squeezer high back to him. Oh hi! He said in chat. So um, yeah, the McDonald's meal, something else. The shake is pretty good, but doesn't really taste like anything. Mine does. I get, I don't know if they just put the dye in and left the flavoring out, but I'm fine with it. Um, we get occasionally nice messages or comments or stuff from some people. Okay. And we got a really sweet one uh, last week, but I forgot to read on there. We got it, I think, on the fifth of Monday. Um, and I, you know, I got we got caught up in that three hour three hour show. We had so much to talk about. I forgot to mention Sean uh, Herbert. Uh, said how do y'all do it rk and squeezer just wanted to drop a lot y'all line and tell you how much i still enjoy the show after all these years we're going on seven years there handsome yeah typically when i see a podcast is two hours plus i dread powering through it but a two-hour listen to the rad years podcast is what gives me life makes oh the boring God. parts of my job enjoyable keep on keeping the rad years alive cheers sean from new orleans uh, no one refers to Louisiana as L.A., but we do call the Big Easy the Big Sleazy. I like that. It's heading out to the Big Sleazy today, huh? That's Jet well, Sean. Thank you. Sorry that you have to not only work, but listen to us at work. Uh, Self-deprecation is yeah. the only way we know how to um, re- deflect any kind words said to us. So That's, yep. Mm-hmm. The lesson is never try. <laughs> Worst day of your life so far. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, that is uh, a nice, very kind, little, nice, not big. It, it, it big makes it makes email. all the hard work and dedication that we put into this show um, feel. Uh, I think you're doing your thing where you pull back from the mic squeezer and you get lower. You got to keep oh, maintaining so gotta... the right distance so I right, can get a volume and I don't have to ride this. I my no my uh, uh, army arm is a uh, schlooping. Uh, I bought the yeah. road one and it's like gold. It was a hundred bucks, but is worth every penny of it. Nice. It is smooth like butter. No, this one of those shitty newer ones we got off Amazon seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah it had like spring loaded and can snap and like poke your eye out at any moment. Oh, it does all the time. Yeah, it collapses on a regular basis, and the clamp likes to slip off. No, this I I went, when I got the mic upgrade, I went to the road, and uh, she's a fucking beaut. Real nice, Clark. Real nice. Nice. Um, the flash, this, so we, uh, we told everybody we gave you homework before we get to the flash, before we get to the flash, yeah, yeah go ahead. we, I challenge you to rewatch kingdom of the crystal skull, the Indiana Jones movie kingdom and the crystal skull, the fourth picture in the line and see if it was any better than you remember seeing the theater. Cause like you, I only saw it in the theater yep. and I did not recall. So you watched it. What night? Oh, we could scroll back because you're like, you're watching, like, uh, you're checking in on me. I knew. It, it was like a Friday, I think. It was a Friday, a Friday yeah. or something. Yeah, that's how I spent my Friday night. Yeah, well, Enchantress and I watched it Saturday. <laughs> still sucks. Yeah, still sucks. Not, though. So here's, 
Mm, I hated I it. To, I, no, I hated it. I hated <laughs> it. But I actually was almost like I had a little pit in my stomach leading up to it. Like, I'm going to watch this and it's going to make me just mad. And it's, I didn't want to do it because I remember how much I hated it when I saw it. And I think it wasn't as bad the second time around. Oh, I thought it was worse. Be- I hated because it. Because it was so bad the first time. Because my expectations were already shot to shit. Uh, see, I um, I was like, I was thinking, I, I was buying my own gimmick. Like, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. No, no, it is as bad it as is, you thought. But worse. it didn't make me as mad it made as me I angry. thought it was going to. I was like, this fucking like- sucks. That end scene fucking. And then why he gets fucking married to Ravenwood. Are you fucking well, kidding me? Th- and that's where. That's so the there's stupidest a couple scene in a fucking movie. There's a couple. Well, oof, you know what? You actually, you might be right. It is. I actually blocked that out because originally in my head. I, I forgot she got home- married too. Yeah. I hate the way the opening sequence is shot and just looks, to be honest with you, like the at the airfield. It, it looks cheap. Um, I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, it, it just very, because it was shot, it was shot digitally, right? Like entirely, like there's no, it, it just has a very, it doesn't feel like a film. Okay. I, <laughs> I didn't get that. But... Thing. I, I didn't. I didn't delve into the uh, technicalities of the way it was shot, but it comes up to me. It feels like a. It looks like a soap opera or a new show. It just does not have that twenty-four. You frame. are wrong, sir. It was filmed in thirty-five millimeter with an Airflex two thirty-five camera and an Airflex four thirty-five with Panavision, Panaflex, Millennium XL, uh, and Series C anamorphic lenses. No shit. Yeah. Well, what the hell did they do in post then? It was all shot on film. Huh. Was it shot on film on a green screen and then they just slapped whatever they did behind them? The the final scene with the aliens, yes. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Um anyway, that that is That's so on, I hated I, this that. Is, there's a website called shotonwhat.com. Oh, nice. Yeah, they used uh-huh. They used the Panavision Panaflex Millennium XL camera, the Airflex 435, and the Airflex 235, which I have shot on. <laughs> That's because it's like one of the most ubiquitous cameras in the fucking... Um, um, boy, this site might be my new favorite site. Shot on what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a squeezer deep dive here. Nice. Um, um, oh, but then... Um, so, yeah. Oh, and not to mention the... Um, the the fake Russian accents. Oh, are yeah, beyond parody. that didn't really. Oh no, because the German ones weren't that great in the other movies. Yeah, I know, but so but sometimes you let it slide. It was the monkey. The swinging with the monkeys is the dumbest yeah, thing on the planet. Yeah, because the monkeys look and so fake. It's so bad, and, and it makes and no the, sense. And like, the ants. Why is he like George of the Jungle? Yeah. Um. The ants. And you. You almost had a character that almost made sense, but giving him a son, like it should never have been a son. Oh, he was in the whole greaser, like want to fight everybody. Uh, It was just so, everything uh, was, they tried so hard. I'll make it so. Like, uh, it was just failed on all levels. But then, yeah, so I hated the monkey scene. It just, it's terrible. And the aliens thing just doesn't make, like, there's no motivation behind anything. Why are they magnetic? And why are they, uh, 
And so their skeletons are them? They don't need the skin? Are they yeah, right. Robots? How did he come alive again when he was attached to the skeleton? And why would yeah. he thank you? Yeah, and, and wait, so, but what was, what was the point of the Area 51 alien? So where's that skeleton? Well, they took it, but that wasn't a skeleton. That was a different alien. The be- the beginning alien, the one they yeah. They, but yeah, why why are, are all they... are all aliens magnetic? Is that why it yeah, was also why magnetic? Why did they need that one to begin with? Are you asking okay, for an answer? There's logic, but then let, let's go to when then what I really hated about this movie. And you're right; it's that last shot at the end. And it could have yeah in, when they walk out show, as a family. Oh my! As they walk out of, of a nondescript, clearly a back lot, not even back like a set church where they just they slapped a couple walls together and didn't even try. But they go through that like it's supposed to have some kind of emotional bearing that they got married and those people are sitting there. Which, by the way, it's none of the people that we went through the rest of the series with that we care, you know. But. They walk out, and that's like the moment, and the music kicks in, and he walks out like, wait, this isn't... The previous ending to uh, Last Crusade is possibly the, my favorite ending of a, of a tr- tr- trilogy ever. Like, it, it might be the best ending to a trilogy. Okay, all right. Riding off, literally riding off into the sunset. It's glorious. It works on so many levels. It's perfect the perfect indiana jones ending and it's almost like a slap in the face to have them just walk out of a church after getting married hmm. it's terrible and it, it also just looks bad like it's just oh it's so, you're god now i'm now flames so hot burning <laughs> You got me to where I thought I was going to be, and I don't know. I tempered my emotions, but now, now I'm. Where did the flying saucer go, by the way? And no, they're, they're interdimensional beings, not just aliens from another planet. Mm. They explained that. I don't know why they're interdimensional. And for all you know, the the Russians and the the bad guy that like. Is still a good guy, but he's definitely a bad guy. But Indy still wants to save him, and they're still friends, even though he tried to kill him. What Mac? You mean over. Mac? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he uh, tries to save him, but he's just collecting gold. Gold. I yeah. He wants I'm, the gold. I'm so confused though. Like he's still like, is I don't, but he's still a good guy, but he's not. I I don't. Now but there, all you know, there are there are crystal skulls out there. Yeah. That are not big and elongated, and they are. Yeah. Um, Dan like, Aykroyd sells vodka in them, right? But they're very old, and they are very—they're very, they're very uh, into the paranormal. Uh, the Mitchell Hedges skull was, I think, yeah. the one that that convinced them to do the fucking movie to begin with. But where they went from it? <laughs> yeah, you just like you. you uh, now listen, uh, uh, and uh, is. The are uh, the other three movies completely out there with their the the fucking bodies melting, um, the 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 the, the Crusader still being alive. No, yeah. but th- there's enough that you could suspend disbelief. I, it, I it, in that world, this is like when there's a giant flying saucer. Yeah, I know. And oh God, the Marion Ravenwood stuff just and the mutt. 
the sun i hated yeah. them i fucking hated them and well, I, it was also easy because no one liked shia labeouf I, I mean i don't hate he might have been the nicest guy on the planet but no one wanted to see him in movies that's not a hundred percent true but uh, uh he was in movies no one wanted to see well he was yeah in movies people wanted to see but they were terrible i think um it's just a, it was just a fucking stupid movie it was just crap and it, it's it is a stupid movie and uh, I hope Mutt nor Marion Ravenwood are in Dial of Destiny, but uh. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it, it it I would say I went two hours of my life back, but that's not true. I went four hours of my life back because I've seen the movie twice now. Yeah. Okay. So Karen Allen isn't listed in the credits, but I don't see Shia LaBeouf listed. Hmm. That's good. I I think they they know better. I would hope. They're back to Nazis again too. Yeah, because I guess it uh, ties back and there's the initial flashback, and then it you know stems from there. Ho- hopefully, they just kind of you don't have to retcon it, but you can just gloss over it and pretend it never happened. No, I say retcon it. Well, that's true. Too. No, I don't even give it the, the justice to retcon it. Just yeah, if you ignore it and you you oh. if you go back in time before it happened, which I think this movie says it's 1944 and wasn't Crystal Skull 1950. Yeah, well, I I think it, it takes place in it starts in 44 or whatever, but it takes place in the 60s. Ah, uh, yeah, because there's like a, a bus chase scene in like London or some shit. Mm. Yeah, it, the the initial like the Nazi stuff early on is all a flashback, and then I think it, like all him de-aged is the beginning of the film, and then it goes from there. So uh, Richard Sanchez said, if Mutt makes a post-credit scene, that would be epic. I don't know about epic, but listen, don't let me sh- it- <laughs> shit on your, you know, uh, if if you're if that would be epic for you, fucking a, that would be epic then. I mean, it could be epic, like you know, if his face melts. <laughs> Head explodes. Yeah, he he drinks out of the wrong, the big fancy cup, and his fucking whole body melts off. <laughs> That's the whole cutaway. Yeah, it's like dad, dad, and he's not there. And then he like just, oh, I'm thirsty, and he just takes a sip out of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like to do it more Indiana Jones, he is also searching for the because they left it all there. So he's searching for the carpenter's cup, and he's holding up the two of them in the thing, and he just pulls water into the wrong one and drinks it, and it just cuts before you see what happens. That would be awesome. He chose, he chose poorly. <laughs> uh, Gibbon six six six. He said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you for the weekly shows. You two are on another level." I I don't know. Well, I, I mean that is true. We are. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's your voice again. Higher. Hold on. Oh, I, I I got I yelled at. Yeah, you got excited. you got up in there. You are. I did get up. In excited there. boy. Yes. Uh, the other level it doesn't necessarily up or down. You, you, or... He probably was referring to volume levels. Oh. So yeah, so that's you not... You mix the show, then. I do mix the show. Not you. Oh. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mix it as in actually, I, I set the levels and I forget it. I treat it like a romp appeal fucking rotisserie. Most people probably do. Like, oh, oh, here comes Alex. Turn the volume down. Uh, Alex has not been on the show for a while. No, it's an interactive podcast. You get to mix it yourself. Neither has the lunch lady. I think we've she been showed up the other week. 
Yeah, but that's one within, out of like 50. Yeah, within context. Yeah, within context. It was a school show. You know, we had to talk about the things you did together. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what? Yep. So, uh, Geek News, I think uh, we're going to, I mean, the plan is now to go see Flash at uh, Shankweiler Saturday night. What about you? Oh, nice. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I got to get, th- I want to get through this week and then uh, probably next week I'll have some time. It looks like a little lighter on the docket. I can, uh... oh, you know what? It depends. I got to, I, it's a gamble because. I can usually get to a movie tavern at 10.30, so just hope they don't go extra innings. I might be able to make it. Well, if not, next week will be easy peasy. I can do a couple couple late night dates. Yeah. I, I get the I, kiddos you, you, to bed. Even knowing everything I know about it, I'm still not like pumped for this movie. No, I'm only... Would, see, was, that's why I'm in no rush. Like uh, I want to see... Um, I would like to see in the Spider-Verse. In, in, uh, it's playing with it at Shanks. You could go yeah, go kill two wanna, birds with one stone. I don't want to be that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind I want to see it just because of who's in it. But the rest of it, I'm not uh, like itching. Like if I have to wait to see it on what, HBO. <laughs> eventually like so i was really excited to see guardians this year um yes i was really excited to see into the uh, across the spider-verse across spider-verse and across um the super mario brothers movies another one ant-man was Mm -hmm. ant-man came out earlier that was a really summer picture but like i was all excited for these like flash i'm like didn't they shoot this like five years ago? It's been in the it can forever. It does right? feel like it's been a long time. Like we've been sitting with knowing that that he's Batman, uh, uh, Michael Keaton's back, and like even images of him for a long time. Yeah, is it almost that like the the excitement of it's worn like it just okay? We were really excited. Now it's been so long. We're like, all right, I'll, now at this point, I'll get to it. Well, no, I mean, I still want. I, if I wasn't at Penn State, we'd probably be going opening night. Okay. But that's just what we do. Yeah. Enchantress yeah. and I. So instead, we're going to go see it Saturday at uh, Shanks. Nice. Get our Shanks on. And uh, it's with Across the Spider-Verse. I'm willing to stay and watch it a second time. I don't know if... Chantress, she's uh, Hopefully she's sleeping. I got home. She's very nervous. This is like... She goes into the office one day a week, and that's Wednesday. So this is like Sunday scaries. It's Tuesday scaries for her. So she's having issues sleeping. Hmm. Because, um, Squeezer, she wakes up at the crack of dawn Ow. to go to the office. Like, there's been times I've been still awake, and she's getting up to go to the office. <laughs> that's healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. See what else? Uh, Turtles. I'm excited for. Yeah, but we're not going to get to see Turtles. Now, I'm exci- and then uh, I do. I do want to see uh, Asteroid City. Asteroid City. What's that? It's uh, Wes Anderson. Oh yes, 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 yes. I love Wes Anderson. He is delightful. Yeah. That looks. And it, and it looks like it's my. I mean, as weird as a genre is that you know whatever he makes, but. 
it's this kind whatever of he that, makes that, he makes that, Wes Anderson pictures yeah but it's that the 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 greater over like the 1950s sci-fi pop kind of what feel to it yeah <laughs> yes Bill Murray's not in this one it's his first movie since his debut to not feature Bill Murray yeah well but all the rest of his regular Jason Schwartzman is back in it. Um, Tom Hanks is in this one. Adrian Brody's back. Edward Norton's back. My still my God, I love Wes Anderson movies so much. I have books on them in my office. (laughs) Um, Oh, Willem Dafoe's back. He's uh, got his start on the life aquatic with Steve Zissou. Have you seen all of Wes Anderson's movies? Uh, I think so it's Bottle yeah. Rocket, then Rushmore, which still might be my favorite. Then Royal Tenenbaums, then Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, then uh, the Darjeeling Limited. And then what did he do after that? Darjeeling Limited. Then it was probably Moonrise Kingdom, which might is also up there for my favorite. Uh, <laughs> that's my other favorite. And he did... Um, he did Fantastic Mr. Fantastic Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox. That that actually might be my favorite. Uh, I saw that twice in the theater. I like foxes. So. Um, then the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is also great. Then Isle of Dogs, which we also saw in the theater. Then the French Dispatch, which is really good. But that we couldn't see in the theater. That came out over COVID, so we watched that at home. Aww. But I am uh, Wes Anderson's up there in my top five favorite filmmakers. So. Um, yes, I'll be seeing Asteroid City, of course. I celebrate the man's entire catalog, so. <laughs> I'm excited uh, for Oppenheimer, and I'm excited for the Turtles movie we're never going to get to see until after Music Fest Cruiser. I know you claim that you're going to figure it out, but. I'm going to figure it out. Because uh, what's the date? We figured. Uh, August 2nd. August 2nd. Yeah, that's like you got a day or two before. That's the day before. The day before. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm... <laughs> I'll get there. Well, my uh, my Turtles is going to have to wait till the week after. We have a podcast that night, too. Oh, yeah. Right, well, we got to go early then so I can get to Ninja Turtles. <laughs> or I'll just call in from the theater. Uh. I'll real time. I'll be like, Kramer in there. I'll FaceTime you. Get the big bag of candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a bootlegger, Jerry. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess uh, now is a better time than any to start the show. We're yeah. back 30 years ago still in the summer of 1993. Uh, notable for me is we had for the entire month of July a oh yeah barbie you know what i do want to see barbie i like greta gerwig and um do you see it got a pg-13 rating i did see that was like the headline on comicbook.com yeah uh it, it not only did it get a um pg-13 rating it um well, i don't know where i'm going with this it's uh so speaking of Wes Anderson, Noah Baumbach wrote her, Greta, Ger- Greta Gerwig's boyfriend or husband, I forget. He wrote it with her. And I love, um, I believe he wrote Moonrise Kingdom. No, that was Roman Coppola who wrote that with him because 
Roman Coppola's uh, cousins with Jason Schwartzman. They're all in the Coppola family. Uh, he wrote, uh, was it uh, Life Aquatic? Yes, he wrote Life Aquatic. Noah Baumbach wrote Life Aquatic with... Uh, He's a good filmmaker on his own. Um, Squid and the Whale was, I think, his first. Margot at the Wedding. Oh, and he also did Fantastic Mr. Uh, he re- uh, wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes, with with Wes Anderson. Yes. Yeah. So he wrote. He's dating or married to Greta Gerwig, who's a great filmmaker and writer on her own right, and they wrote it together. So. That uh, there was a sh- did I tell you this on the other? There was a short they used so much uh, Roscoe pink fluorescent paint that there was a worldwide shortage. <laughs> um, of pink paint, so that's pretty interesting. I am excited to see. I do want to see Barbie. I, I we, you and I both grew up with Barbie because of our little sisters. Yeah, it's interesting that it's not the. Uh... I'm sure some people are going to hate it because it's not going to be what they want. Uh, it's not going to be the uh, awful CGI shows that Netflix has that I am forced to watch. <laughs> oh, your your daughters are into Barbie? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be weird trying to explain to them that they can't go see it. Yeah. Or just lie. Be like, yeah, we'll see it eventually. Yeah, when you're well, 13. No, no, but they don't forget. Oh. They They don't forget that. They remember. <laughs> yeah, God forbid they learn how to open doors. But, uh, well, you know, some of our employees still haven't figured that out. But Hey, my card's broken. <laughs> we are... Didn't Kim take care of that for you? Yeah, but she just took my picture today. So I t- sent her a picture. Uh, she, uh, she said the hand on my shoulder uh, was... Uh, it was too. It looked creepy when just me cropped out with a hand on my shoulder. Mm, like we, I'm like I'm fine with it. You look so handsome in the picture. Thanks. It was a picture we took with Chunk eighty five uh, when he yeah. came to visit us. But yeah, his hand is like over my shoulder, and she wouldn't. Uh, I wish she would have found a picture of me from like three months ago before I completely went to shit again. But oh well, here we are. <laughs> you are a sweet, handsome boy, Squeezer. You have nothing to worry about. My waistline. Now, um, we are talking about, like I said, summer of '93. Notable for me because we had our Spanish exchange student for the entire month of July, which I thought was really cool. Um, but there was a lot of good TV we discussed last week. Um, to catch, you should catch up on that. But this week we are talking about some movies, and mine, I saw them all. In 93, but not all of them in the theater, but most of them. I'm pretty sure I, I yes, all of mine. That was part of one of my things. Like, I got to go with what I saw in theaters because there were a lot of movies in 93 that I liked, but I didn't see for a time. Like, uh, what was the Harrison Ford? Uh... Air Force One? No, no. No, I saw Air Force One in theaters. You did? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I saw one, two, three of yours in theaters. One of them on pay per view, and the other one I have not seen ever in my life. Uh oh. Is it the one with Gary Busey? 
Uh, it might be because I don't. Uh, Gary Busey's not in any of the ones I've seen. So okay, you saw the one with Michael Madison. Michael Madison. Yeah. Who's that? Bud. Mr. Blonde. Oh no, Michael Madsen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like Michael Madison. I thought that was someone else. No, I said Michael, Michael Madsen. You said Madison. I said Michael Madsen. I. Look, you said Madison. I have a fat tongue. Yeah, Michael Madsen. Yes, yes, he's uh, an assassin and Kill Bill, and he is Mr. Blonde. Who he apparently they're all related to. Uh, yeah, Mr. Blonde little... is related to Vincent Vega. They're yes. brothers. They're brothers. They're the Vega brothers. And he was thinking of doing a movie about that, but. Um, Yes, you said Madison. I did. Oh, sorry. Some of us, you know, we're not all perfect. Um, no, I did not see the one with Michael Madison. Wait, which, so you didn't see two of them? Which one is Gary Busey in? Uh, one of the baseball ones. Oh, I saw that one. I forgot he was in it. <laughs> oh, I have. I saw. I only saw them pay per view. Fucking. The, Wait, you had to pay to see? Well, I guess I saw. No, it, it was free. Paid to see it too. Oh yeah, yes, I saw that movie. Yes. Oh, I forgot he's in that movie. Yeah, your first pick. We saw it in the theater, and then I watched it about every single day uh, after we taped it. And then, oh yeah, uh, yeah. The, the your second pick, I didn't see. Squeeze. Yeah, my first pick is the, my probably the second best movie on my list. Well, we're you're going first, so let's kick it oh, off. Look at that you to make some friends this summer there were nine great kids having one great summer they'll become friends just stand there and stick your glove out in the air i'll take care of it they'll become a team oh yeah all right and one of them you're the best will become a legend the sandlot rated pg You're not going to be happy. I just got an email from your VO guy said he did all all three takes and they're all over 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these fucking people. Oh man. Not his not him. Just the... There's too much copy. Oh my god. I I cut down everything just to get it to Oh well. That uh 105% goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'll see what we can do. Um, God damn it. <laughs> Sorry to drink. piss you off right as you come uh, out of Sandlot, but this movie I saw in theaters, and yeah. and I watched it at nauseum. We then owned the tape. It was in like a Disney clamshell case. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I we didn't own many tapes is... either. Like it, it was get it from Blockbuster and dub it over or record it off pay-per-view. We rarely bought, but I think this was one of the Warner Brothers ones that sold for like ten bucks, like Batman did. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. This is just a. Uh, I I am not a fan of the the coming of age tale. What? Uh, That's my favorite. No. I know. I hate it. Oh my I do not god! Give a shit. I, I do not give a shit about anyone's childhood or how they became what they are. <laughs> well, unless coming of age. Unless your parents get murdered behind a movie theater, I don't care. Coming of age um, it doesn't necessarily mean 
your childhood like uh a, a movie from 1993 that's not on my list days and confused that is a coming of age movie yeah that's all right <laughs> and that it's, is a day in the life you know i love a day in the life yeah. yes it's the it's the <sighs> the because here's the thing it's the meaninglessness of it in the long run everything that happens to those people and those kids in the end they all just became jaded asshole adults and it meant nothing well yeah it means it, it's what it meant to you in that moment that doesn't yeah, well i didn't have those moments <laughs> i just sat at home and played n64 with the curtains closed so my friends couldn't see me and i won't have to interact with people socially and that's your moment this is 93 this was pre-n64 you're playing sega genesis at this point uh, yeah but i'm saying overall you know, or then there was the occasional. I felt like I was a failure in life. Like Camp Nowhere made me feel like I was gonna die alone. You know. What about, but, uh, <laughs> what about heavyweights? Heavyweights hit a little close to home. It was like that's. I wouldn't have brought that up except you told me you were a fat kid. You're bigger than you are now. So. Well, when did heavyweights come out? I don't know if I was as big. When did I start getting big? <laughs> probably like. I, I probably start packing. Nineteen ninety-five. Was heavyweights. That's when I start probably started packing it on. The lunch lady probably didn't help with that, but go ahead. No. Yeah, it was middle school. So once you get to middle school and you can start just buying ice cream and lemonade and eating trays of tuna hoagies, <laughs> yeah, that's when it starts. High school, yeah, it all went to hell because I just eat soft pretzels, potato soup, and lemonade every day. <clears throat> uh, yeah, high school, I was fucking... Yeah, I was bigger than i was at my heaviest as an adult it's funny you'd order like a lemonade and think it was like a healthier choice aside from a soda same thing just one's carbonated one's well we not. didn't we didn't have soda you didn't have soda at your no. school nope oh man we did no soda no soda machines none of that oh we did we had both <laughs> they we had a soda machine that was out by the gym and they would <laughs> it would unplug it <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you couldn't use it, but I also meant, like, this soda is But they tell you, they they, it in. they'd tell you Snapple and lemonade? Not snap. no, no Snapple. Oh, it we had, it was, uh. I had Snapple every day, that was my drink every day. Like, Clover Farm, whatever, like, the local. Oh, like, the, the cartons. It, well, it came in, but in the plastic bottles. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, we, we actually, no, we in our, at our bougie that. school, we had all of that stuff. We got Martin's potato chips on Hoagie Day, and that was the extent of it. They they do have uh, uh, like over the winter. I was just like wandering around the cafeteria, and that high school like uh, it, it looks it, like a college. Yeah, but it's it is like a college. But like in going inside there, it brings back like zero memories. Like out of everywhere I was, I spent the least amount of time there. I probably spent more time in there than you have. Probably. And uh, I'm wandering around the cafeteria. I'm like, I remember this, but very vaguely, like very fucking vaguely. And there's, I, I there's took the SATs there, so I probably took more tests in there. Than <laughs> you probably did. Um, yeah, because I took the SATs at the the uh, Orfield. So I didn't even take the SATs there. I took the SATs once. And done. I didn't even want to do it once. My mom made me. Yep. I didn't. I did it once. I'm yeah. Like, I'm good. I was nearly perfect on my English, and yet still somehow only had like an 1100. I had That's my score was 1165. I am, at, I am at math. I think I was 11. I might have been Leia, 1160 or something. I'm not going to lie. 
I just fucking filled in the blanks on half the questions just to get, I was stoned and I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I was like, there's nothing more pointless, pointless waste of time. And people would freak out, I guess, because, you know, if you decide to go into a real job, you kind of need those. Like, I knew what I was doing. I knew I was going to get in the kuts down. (laughs) I knew that's all I needed. Oh, big yawn on me. Um, yes. Uh, but, uh, I, I walk, my point is I'm walking through the cafeteria and there's fucking tons of vending machines. They have ice cream vending machines now. Damn. Like the vacuum ones. Yeah. Oh, that's so badass. That's how they, that's how they don't crush it. I bet you can get dipping dots. Dipping dots. So anyway, um, that's why I, what are we talking about? Oh, yes, uh, that's how, your, your love of coming of age tales, my hatred for them right. and the Sandlot. The Sandlot's a coming of age tale, so you I can't know, hate them I all. It. And it's because, <clears throat> because they don't have these deep underlying problems that they get so melodramatic about. It's just, you know, kids doing kid things. And it's not even about baseball. Like, it's a baseball movie, but it's more about just little boys being assholes and just having fun and getting into trouble. And there's the, the, the sense of drama with the Beast, um, mm-hmm. who is just adorable. Um, the Beast. Um, yeah. the, I, I'm still in the, my the, head. Cause the I, Great Bambino, the ball signed by Babe Ruth. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, James Earl Jones, uh, former Yankee, former Yankee. And I'm, I was, I'm trying to figure like, cause in my mind, like, is he too old? Like I, a small, I'm like, wait, no. Cause that was so long ago, but it actually wasn't, uh, because the, I, I couldn't realize that the movie took place as a kid. I'm, I'm dumb. I, I don't pick up on things. Yes. Early sixties, right? Well, the problem is, and not a problem, but the thing is it, translates so well like we always say like like i would argue our childhood more closely resembles to someone's childhood in 1962 than someone's childhood in 2022 okay like what? just just the way you grew up what you did like you went outside and you played and you could just wander off that was allowed yeah and there weren't like you had to go to a phone and call your friends. There weren't like not having yeah yeah okay the yeah that, that makes sense yeah. And the the rules like it's you're closely you have more in common reminiscing about being ten years old with someone that's in their sixties or seventies than someone that's twenty. I guess. Yeah. So it, it it's very timeless like this movie because I always, at least it's for like. Us, um roger ebert said it's a summertime version of christmas story and that's exactly it yeah i didn't like christmas story though yeah i mean i don't Um, either but i love this movie (laughs) i I love this i love summer more than christmas so that makes sense that makes sense but what about christmas vacation well that's a fucking that's a all year round gem yes another karen allen is the the christmas movie of action films like it's the act christmas uh, i don't know i was trying to be clever right um but yeah, the, Marion the, Ravenwood's in this movie too. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yes, Karen Allen, Karen, Karen Allen, Karen Allen, <laughs> Karen Allen. Yeah. Uh, who uh, was in um, a 
Crystal Skull. Um, and not not to mention, you know, Raiders, which was you know, epically awesome. Yeah, great movie. And, next and uh, Scrooge. She's in Scrooge, yes. too, which oh, is a yeah. great movie. Um, yeah, so it's like that time is kind of timeless. So I didn't, I couldn't figure out in my head how someone is still alive in like 1992 or 93 because I couldn't, I didn't place it in 62. It's still, like, relevant. You know, it, it felt like... I know, like, you know, the cars and all that shit is old, but it doesn't feel like a movie that... It doesn't feel forced to be in 1962. Uh, so now it does make sense as an adult with a brain that, okay, yes, he could be alive and he played with, uh, you know... Okay, time to, time to blow your brain, and I don't know if this is a point you made, but when the movie came out... 1962 was 30 years prior to the movie coming out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did the math. We are talking about... Um, that would mean that if we made Sandlot today, it would be about the summer of 93. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's really fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, it's it's that uh, Happy Days uh, timeline thing. You don't realize that it's... That that 30 years. It's, it's the people with disposable income that went to, uh, you know steep themselves in nostalgia mm. you know we should do a movie about kids in the yeah but it's gonna be really weird if we do a movie about 1993 <laughs> there's nothing i did that's people want to watch i'm just gonna yeah, say that just okay wow it's like <laughs> two hours of some kid melting uh army men and then watching jurassic park and then just watching the commercials about jurassic park I was probably a year or two away from spending a lot of time in my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you started <laughs> spending some time. You know, like accidents happen. Like, whew, that was neat. Not yet. I don't think yet. Not there. I wasn't there yet. No. Do you All ever right. watch any of the sequels to The Sandlot? No, I have not. Did you? Nope. I mean, oh. this. I assumed it's like the Sandlot 2 is your dad's favorite Sandlot movie. <laughs> Uh, you never even watched Sandlot. Well, it was about sports. He didn't give a shit. I mean, he liked Major League too. He did, but of course, I don't know why he didn't like. And he liked Major League, but I don't know why he didn't give a shit about Sandlot. That was one my grandparents took us to. Two of your movies on your list, my grandparents took us to. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Probably also, the same in my boat. We also went to. We they took us to see um, uh, the Rugrats movie, not the the Little Rascals movie. I'm sorry. But my dad took us to see the Beverly Hillbillies movie. <laughs> ah, yes. See, I did not like the Little Rascals movie for the same reason. Um, there's another movie on, on my list that I didn't like as much as. Uh, it's because I was already like established with the previous ones. I don't like my dad, my grandparents. Like, uh, the the Little Rascals I knew were like the little the black and white ones from the you know 20s and 30s. I don't remember watching anything little i knew my dad liked it as a kid but yeah so i wasn't so much a fan of that because i'm like i like the original i preferred the old-timey ones versus uh the new one did you uh know about the defamation suit sandlot so the director of the movie based Dicky David Mikey David Mikey or Mickey Evans direct David Mickey Evans directed uh, based this on his life I think and 
and his friend, okay, Michael Polidoros, Polidoros sued 20th Century Fox and the producers for defamation. Polidoros, a childhood classmate of David Mickey Evans, the writer and director of The Sandlot, claimed the character Michael Squints Palidoros, Palidoros was derogatory and caused him shame and humiliation. Um, the trial court favored and for the filmmakers and tossed the case. And it was reviewed by the Supreme Court of California, but they immediately said, no, no, we're not. We're dismissing the review and reinstated the Court of Appeals opinion in favor of 20th Century Fox. Oh, man, he did the screenplay to Radio Flyer, too. Oh, I fucking love that movie. Did you see Radio Flyer? Uh, I think so. You would remember. It's fucking epic. Oh, my God. My brother and I watched that movie so many fucking times. Oh, this guy's from Wilkes-Barre, too. No shit. Yeah. He was born in Wilkes-Barre in 1962. So how is... A movie that takes place in 1962 about him. Well, I mean, it could have been, you know, based off of something that happened in 1972, but he based it in... Yeah. I guess to get the timing right with the the guy who played with that Yankees team. Yeah. So he was born in Wilkes-Barre and he moved to Los Angeles in 1980. Radio, he sold the screenplays to Radio Flyer and the Sandlot for over a million dollars each. Wow. Hmm. So what, he's saying, they're saying that it was a kid that he grew up with sued him because... Yeah, because it was based on him. And it caused him pain and distress. Uh, you, you, you can't prove that. He wrote Radio Flyer, The Sandlot, the movie Ed about the monkey who plays the chimpanzee's team mascot, the ball-playing monk chimpanzee. Uh, Oh, my. Yeah. He wrote First Kid, another great movie. Uh, He wrote Beethoven's Third and Beethoven's Fourth. (laughs) Oh. He kind of fell off after. uh... Oh, he was the narrator of Sandlot, too. He did a movie called Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective. And he di- he directed that picture too. Man, his career kind of fell off. I hope he saved his money. Uh, oh, National Lampoon's Barely Legal. Yeah. He directed? He did, but he did two movies that I spent a lot of time with as a kid. Radio Flyer and... Uh, man, for kids who want to like, build things out of anything and had like a big imaginations radio flyer was up there uh, it's all narrated by tom hanks it's about uh, a kid who wants to get away from his abusive dad so they build uh they build a fl- like a, f- a plane out of their radio flyer uh, wagon, and it works. And oh, now with the, do you have some dad issues growing up? No, actually, I honestly don't. 
No, no, him. Oh. Oh, him? Yeah, he probably Because you look did. at the Sandlot, too. You, the, the whole... Uh, the stepdad. Stepdad yeah. issues. Yeah. 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 Me, I just like the fact that he built a plane out of a wagon. That's what I like about it. <laughs> um... But yeah, those yeah. we're talking about your pick, and I just kind of jumped no, on the video. No, no, no. It's so. I mean, yeah. It's out of all, uh, you know, of that like genre, if you want to call it the coming of age baseball kind of. I mean, it's it stands on its own. It's a little. Ah, oh, it's different. Uh, because I like it, I guess. That's why. And I do love that Patrick Reina like just eats it up too. I follow him on Instagram. Oh he's, yeah, he's still the great Hambino. Yeah, that's his whole yeah. his whole uh, that's his shtick. I'm like shtick, good for yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, even though he was in Son in Law, he uh, this is this is his movie. All right, um, let's go on to my first pick. <laughs> Or, you know, we could just sit here for another three hours. Uh, okay, here is one of those shows. mine. They say for every man, there's only one woman. I'm putty in your hands. In my hands, nothing turns to putty. But now, for Topper Harley, there's Dieu. Of all the jungles in all the world, you had to come walking into this one. It's a sequel. I had to come. Do you have any idea what would happen if you stay here with me? Sex. I would pleasure you at any time for as long as you could possibly desire. Hot Shots <laughs> Heart Dieu. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday at theaters everywhere. He moves the meatball over with his nose. Uh, the lady in the tramping it. Uh, what a movie. Hot Shots Part 2. Now, this movie in particular, uh, I saw at the end of June. So, like, they're getting kind of, like, out of, they're out of ideas what to do with. So, the, the my foreign exchange student came in a group involved with our Catholic church. And my mom ran it because my mom worked for the church. And there was, like, a lot of things planned that Javi and Chris and my mom went on together. Um, like New York, DC museums, like pool trips, like lake trips. There's a lot of things planned, but like near the end of it, they're like, we're out of ideas. So there was a mall day. <laughs> so we all went to the mall and me and my dad went to, uh, see hot shots. It, it came out in, um, uh, May of 93. So May 21st, which is technically not the summer, but it's the summer movie season. Yeah. And, um, so it was it was playing initially at the Tillman Eight and the the General Cinemas. Becky's had the Sandlot and Jack the Bear and um, Shanks Shankweilers had Aladdin and Homeward Bound. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> but we didn't go. This was uh, May, so we weren't. They were still in school. We weren't going to fucking drive in. But we did, however, in end of. July, we went, my dad, so we, everyone went to the fucking mall. Um, Becky's was playing in the line of fire and last action hero. And uh, Shanks was playing. Where is it? 
Oh, Hocus Pocus, which I'll talk about later, and Sidekicks, which I just blew up. That that's how I saw it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my dad and I went to the Plaza Two, and they were showing um, Hot Shots Part Two, uh, Once Upon a Forest, Super Mario Brothers, and Posse. We already saw Super Mario Brothers and Tillman Eight, and my dad really wanted to see Hot Shots Part Two because we were big fans of the first one. So him and I went to Hot Shots Part Due and everyone else went like shopping at the we were at the, spent a day at the White Hell Mall essentially. And the Spanish people just wanted to buy Levi's jeans. I'm not even joking. Like it was really strange. Well they're quality jeans, yeah. They are quality jeans, yes. Dollar fifty all shows all times. Tuesdays all shows ninety nine cents at the Plaza Two. This is what the our no, local newspaper, they hired the morning call in May 21st, 1993. They were so big, they had their own staff, Amy Longsdorf, reviewing movies. Wow. She said, once the province of cartoons, the Marx Brothers and Mel Brooks, Slapstick is back in a big way, thanks to the writer-directors, David Zucker, Jim Abrams, and Jerry Zucker. That's Zaz for short. Uh, since creating several of the most uh, anarchic, anarch, anarchic, anarch, anarchic <laughs> uh, comedies of the last decade, uh, Airplane and Top Secret among them, the members of the trio have gone their separate ways with Jerry helming ghosts, uh, David taking over the Naked Gun franchise, and Jim hatching hot shots with writer Pat Prophet. But now that every genre of film from disaster flicks to flyboy fantasies has been zazzed, can movies ever be the same again? The first shot, hot shots you may recall spoofs Top Gun. The sequel targeted target its primary ugh, God, I can't read tonight. The sequel's target is primarily Rambo 3, but that doesn't stop Abrams and Prophet from lampooning the likes of Lady and the Tramp, No Way Out, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Casablanca, Apocalypse Now, and Basic Instinct. Um, and the Energizer Bunny, I remember, was the Invigorator Bunny. Oh, that's my favorite part. <laughs> shoots it up. Um, also, the guy playing Saddam Hussein was hysterical. Oh, and it, it might be one of my favorite, if not my favorite line from any film ever made. And? I will kill you until you die. <laughs> um, yeah, Topper Harley, Charlie Sheen's back. Um, Tug Benson is, uh, Admiral Tug Benson is now the president of the United States. Lloyd Bridges, who's fucking hysterical. Uh, <laughs> he's the best of what's left. To liberate the men who went in to get the men who went in to get the men. <laughs> and he's in a monastery. That's the best part. Uh, now, my dad and I were a big fan of uh, the Top Gun movies. So he was he was very much into this. And there's a lot of jokes in there that uh, I, he was glad I didn't laugh at. But at the time. But yeah, seeing Hot Shots Part 2 at the second run theater in the Whitehall Mall was something I don't, uh, for, I always remember that. I just I remember, I was like, oh man. I remember it was like the summer Jurassic Park. We were looking at Jurassic Park toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my brother's friend, Joe Riddle, had their Spanish student. And he was hanging out with Javi and they were running around like ducking Chris and Joe, or Joe Riddle. 
I don't know. I, that's all just something I remember. And buying Levi's. <laughs> so many fucking Levi's. <laughs> and he had like, Javi had this like stack of cash, this big wad of cash he got there. But it's probably like $350, which is like not a lot. But at the time I thought he was like, had tons of money. And he did a lot with that money, but I guess it went further back then. <laughs> anyway. And it was probably all supposed to last him all summer. No, he was just, he just came from a rich family. Hmm. I think. Uh, he spoke Spanish. I really didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. At the time. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's such a dumb movie, but it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. It's funny as hell. Well, Rodriguez, like, like the, like Roger, either you laugh or you don't. I laughed. Bingo. All right. Here is your next picture. The movie I've never seen. <gasps> I never wanted to see it in particular because of who sang the theme song for it. Oh, fair enough. They captured a whale with a temper. He doesn't like anybody. And the only one who could reach him. Would like to do some tricks today? Was Jesse. Big circles, buddy, big circles. By winning his trust and making Willie his friend. I love you, Willie. All right, boy. Come on, Willie. It made Jesse a hero. Yeah! Woo! Free Willie, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. I'm pretty sure they only released this movie because Bill Clinton was president, so everyone could make the Free Willie oh, sex jokes. It was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Free well, and then I yeah, got then a free the, Willie. I know so this is '93. I think that that took a little while, right? No, it wasn't because they called him Slick Willie. That was oh, his yeah, nickname. Oh yeah, because there was some stuff that. Oh, happened. They, uh, I mean, this was before Monica. Yeah, be, way know. before Monica Lewinsky, he was he was getting in some some ladies' yeah. drawers. As a kid, it wasn't like front page of in your world, but I'm sure. Yeah, yeah Jennifer Flowers, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, I didn't know who she was until like the Monica Lewinsky thing. Like, I didn't. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Really. I wasn't paying attention. It was Jurassic. I, Park I didn't know who Linda Tripp was till John Goodman played her on the Saturday Night oh, Live. So well, too. <laughs> it might be his greatest role. It might be. Um. Uh, but yeah, Free Willy uh, is a uh, a story about a, a whale. Did you uh, like this movie? For fuck's sake! As a kid, yeah, it was kind of. Oh, I didn't. Want, I um, I hated Michael Jackson. It was so uncool to like Michael Jackson, for like especially boys back then. I I like any song where there's a choir backing you up. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. There's a story about a whale in a shitty uh theme park. Uh, who is abused and used for profit? Um, do they say SeaWorld? Well, I, I'm, I'm talking about the movie or the. Is it a SeaWorld specifically or no? Uh, no, it's not. It doesn't specifically say SeaWorld. It's uh, so SeaWorld the... lent its name to Jaws Three, where a massive great white breaks into the park and kills people, but they wouldn't let it lend it lend it to this movie. Well, no, because it was supposed to be a, a shady. Uh, also, it takes place place in like the Northwest, like it's like in Oregon or. Oh, uh, that's like yeah. That. Well, there's more orcas yeah. up there naturally. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's they're also supposed to be like real, like uh, shitty kind of uh, like a shitty theme park, 
because part of the plot is eventually he's such a shitty whale because he doesn't want to like do tricks because you know he's being tortured by basically a a whale being kept in that size up pool of water is the equivalent of being crucified you're just kind of like just strapped in place and you cramp to death um so their plan is uh eventually they're going to uh uh break him out like he sends his goons uh like michael ironside uh to basically break the tank to kill him and then they'll collect their million dollar insurance policy yeah so i forgot all about that part uh so then the kid uh who befriends him and you know talks to him and kisses him why is this why is this kid working at a shady theme park oh because he plays the harmonica and the whale recognizes the harmonica and it reminds him of his uh family Hmm. I'll get to that later, why that's kind of dark and twisted. To be, uh, anyway. Um, and then, so then the kid frees Willie, hence the title. Wait, Michael Ironside's in this? Uh, you just said? Yes. As a big, a, a heavy? Yeah. Dude, we just watched Blackberry over the weekend. The new movie about Blackberry. Oh, yeah. I know of it. I didn't get a chance. It's really it. fucking good. And Michael Ironside's yeah. in it playing a heavy. <laughs> he He's is playing a dickwad. Fucking be- I don't... I was trying to think. Has he ever been nice in anything? Oh, he's a massive asshole in this movie. And it's great. Oh, he's a... Yeah. Oh. I was like, Michael uh, Ironside. I mean, I'm like, I yeah, think I'm that was the, the guy who played the heavy in... Uh, I mean, he's been in some great movies, but at the same time, he is that guy that will take a paycheck, and I love him for it. He does not give a fuck. If you get, if you write sign, a ch- pay him, he will be in your movie. Oh yeah, he's he's got a long two hundred and seventy four titles <laughs> with nine upcoming. Yeah, he's a working man right there. Yeah, he will be in your movie. I mean, is uh, I mean his best is probably. Total oh, recall. he was Jester and Top Gun. Fuck. Yeah, he does Top not, Gun. He does not uh, look like... Sca- he was uh, Revic and Scanners. And then uh, he was uh, in Starship Troopers, uh, of course. But, he was, I mean, he's in... Oh, he's Richter in Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the bad... Uh, what was... Uh... Oh, the bad... He was... I Like, I have to say, he was the bad guy. Um, he, he was in The Next Karate Kid. I like that movie. Uh, he was in Major Pain. Oh, what was the one where he was another bad guy in a kid movie? Well, Major Pain was a kid movie. Uh, I don't know if he was the... What we have here is a failure to communicate. communicate. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Payback. Oh, yeah. Payback. Going through Michael Ironside. That would take for... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to list every Michael Ironside movie. Fuck, he played Darkseid in Superman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. Can you get yeah. heavier than that? Gonna Walker, Texas Michael Ranger. Irons- wow. <laughs> then we're going to list the Michael Ironside movies we've seen. Blackberry. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. What anyway, we should move on. Anywho. Yeah, go. we can move on. Um... I'm gonna find this. I made a makeshift gonna... cooler for my two other beers. I filled oh, I filled nice. a Ziploc bag with ice. Oh, nice! For you. I always, I use my uh, my little Yeti cooler bag uh, as 
I got one of those fancy uh, can cooler packs that like has the little cutout to wrap around your beers. Yeah. Oh, isn't that what we we got from Service Electric? Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my. Uh, Does that has a wrap around for your? Cans? No, 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 the, the ice pack. Oh. it's one of those little like wrap around jobbies. Oh, so the, so it's reusable. It's not wasteful. Yeah. I prefer my ice to be wasteful, sweeter. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want a big puddle in my. Uh, yeah, in my I'm... cooler bag when we're done. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they, they free Willie, and then Willie goes off to the ocean to be with his family. Just like real life. Right. No. No, he would have so, gotten uh, caught by a Japanese fishing boat and eaten. <laughs> oh, God. That, if you want to get me fired up, make me watch the cove again. Fuck. Um, the, yeah, so in real life, then, this launched the whole campaign to free... free uh, Keiko, who is the the whale. This is this movie actually brought like to the forefront whale captivity. The irony is so that much that a, like twenty years later they had the th- twenty five years later they had to do another movie called Blackfish. Yeah, uh, and the irony is that this whale Willie was captured at like near infancy. Uh, With the one in the movie, so, yeah, the one that plays Willie. I mean, clearly is in captivity as well. Uh, that that they talk about like it's little his uh, dorsal fin, why it's flapped over like that is because of captivity and you know not being able to live its life. So by like a couple years later, then immediately the a campaign starts, and then I, I think it was to kind of save face. They started a campaign like with the movie at the end. It's like you can send money to this place and help free the whales. Mm. Um, because clearly you're taking advantage of a whale about a movie. I say nuke about, the whales. You got to nuke about. something. Oh, you're you're more in line with uh oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, I just quoted MP spinning. Uh, Steiner Bastison. Oh my god, you just blow my ear. Sorry. <laughs> Steiner, it's the Norwegian uh, dialect. Steiner Bastison. A former head of the Norwegian Whalers Association. This is his take on them freeing Keiko and spending $20 million to do it. Uh, instead, the four-ton orca, who last week was flown in Oregon, should be turned into food to aid. Uh, into food aid. Uh, Keiko's carcass, he thinks, could yield about 60,000 meatballs, which could be sent to the starving children of Sudan. Mm, there you go. Yeah, this guy Whale does balls. not like whales. In fact, he is quoted as saying, uh, there are more than enough killer whales around. We don't need to import them. Anyway, the only good killer whale is a dead one. Um, <laughs> Do you see the, like, fucking... This guy's a villain. <laughs> they're fucking with, like, yachts. They figured out how to fuck with yachts, like, off the coast of, like, Portugal or something. Yeah, if they had opposable thumbs, we'd be fucked. Because they would make underground, uh, like, undersea nukes. And they'd just be like, you know, taking out our like oil stations and submarines. Mm-hmm. And eventually they'd make uh unscuba suits and they'd be walking on land with helmets and just like, you know, with robot bodies attacking us. Hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was that would the be same awesome. Thing. Um yeah, so they eventually freed him send to Norway, uh, where he wanted nothing to do with the the whales that you know, sounded like harmonicas, and 
only one occurrence did he interact with other whales. He just kept going back to the boat and wanting to be with people because he was in captivity since he was an infant and uh, died of pneumonia at the ripe old age of 27. Which is the equivalent of a human 27 because whales lived in like their 80s. Yeah, but uh, Michael Madsen uh, is in it. He plays like the dad, stepdad, and you know, the, adults following along with a ten-year-old kid's plan to kidnap a whale. Uh, good parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Michael Ma- uh, Michael Ironside. He's trying to stop him because you know they want to kill the whale to get their insurance policy. Which I'm like, it got me thinking. If they just let the kid steal the whale. And let it escape. Your whale is stolen, and now it's escaped. Like, doesn't it's not a life insurance policy on the whale, is it? Either way, you get your million dollars. Yeah, Just I mean, I, I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, hey, I never take you challenge me to watch Crystal Skull. You should watch Free Willy. No, <laughs> I said rewatch, rewatch Crystal Skull. Oh, rewatch Crystal Skull. Well, you get, you didn't. Uh, uh, apparently, there's some news that came out in the last like week or so because there is a, they I don't know they interviewed the director, like out of the blue. Mm. Is it coming up on an anniversary? Maybe thirty. Yeah, we've been talking oh. about it thirty oh, years. Oh yeah, yeah, thirty years. Uh, yeah. So they're like, uh, I keep forgetting it's 2023. Uh, yeah, they used a rocket launcher because uh, when you know the scene where he, the you know the scene though where he like jumps over the kid. Yeah, and it's been parodied multiple times, especially with the kid being crushed to death when the whale doesn't make it. Um, yeah. yes, yeah. Well, they used like a rocket launcher with a fake whale on top. I mean, could have been a real whale for all you know, but they could have lied. Uh, and then after it's out of the water, because it would be too expensive, I guess, to CGI the water. It was easier to CGI just the actual whale through the air. You didn't have to worry about that water break, which I can understand the difficulties there. Smart filmmaking. Right. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Michael Ironside. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Lori Petty was the mom who was, like, in everything for that, you know, stretch of time there. League of Their Own, Tank their Girl, own. Free Willy, apparently. Do you say Tank Girl? I said Tank Girl, yes. Tank Girl, yeah. Uh, point Break. <laughs> point Break, yes. Season point Break, yeah. Uh but yeah, I look. I I liked it as a kid, uh, and I haven't seen it in a long, long time. And then as you get older, then yeah, it just becomes the jokes, you know, the the free willy, and you know, any time a fat kid jumped over something, hey, free willy. I mean, I guess I I heard it a lot. That's what it meant. Um. Yeah, I I just knew that song was dumb, and Delilah played it all the fucking time. Yes, she did. Oh, she was in uh, Station Eleven. Delilah? No, uh, Lori Petty. Oh yes, Lori Petty is in Station Eleven. She is. I still haven't gotten around to seeing it. It's a great show. Is good. Yeah, books better. Books fucking books better. I think that's what you told me. I'm like, ah, all right then. (sighs) Does it stray far from the book, or does it? A little bit, not too far. Not too far. Book is okay. fantastic, but book's great. Oh yeah, you listen to it, right? Yeah, I don't have time to read. 
Can't drive and read. Die. That's true. Um, although uh, Los Angeles or California in particular just um, finally made it uh, or, or approved a class three self-driving vehicles. Like my uh, new car, it'll drive hands-free like in that stupid mm-hmm. commercial for Chevy. Um, but uh, this new one, it could drive hands and eyes free. You could text, read, watch a movie and it'll drive for you. So I, in, in California, I can't buy a lawnmower. You can't buy a lawnmower? Yeah. Why not? Uh, Do you not have your California lawnmowers permit? <laughs> no, no. They they plan on uh, out uh, banning all gas you know, lawnmowers by I have a lawnmower, and it doesn't use gas. Yeah, but what if you have a lawn? Like a big one. Um, yeah. Then what do you do? Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you do? They sell battery powered. What about all their gas, all their golf, their precious golf courses they have out there that they steal Colorado and Arizona's water from? You just go to fake grass, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) No, you just keep stealing it from the uh, the poor states next to you. You got you got to water your almonds. Yeah, for almond milk. Yeah, almond. (laughs) Like if you drink almonds, are way worse for the environment. And almond milk. They're horrific. Then fucking, they use so much fucking water to grow those in California. Like, it's way worse for the environment than fucking your, uh, your engine in your car. Yeah. And, and even like the actual milk, like cow milk that is used from like right, dairy methane, farms, yeah. which are horrific for the environment. Um, yes, almond worse. trees are worse. Yes. Yes. Burn all the almond trees. You know what? Burn all the trees. Burn all the almond trees Let's as not... long as the smoke doesn't come over. To, yeah, hopefully, knowing our luck, it's gonna yeah. somehow. It's gonna get right over our fucking out of town. Find our way right to Pennsylvania. All right. All right. Let's move on. All right. From Walt Disney Pictures, after 300 years, the Sanderson witches are back. <gasps> and running amok. Are you boys a little old to be trick or treating? <gasps> Hocus Pocus, rated PG. National sneak preview this Saturday and Sunday. My mom was very excited for this movie. Uh, it came out July 16th, 1993. My cousins were in town. We all went to see it at Shankweiler's, but they let us stay out for Sidekicks, which was the second movie. Sidekicks. I know that. Because we talked about it in the show. It's the movie with Chuck Norris. Oh. And he like hallucinates that he's like in action movies with Chuck Norris. Gotcha. Jonathan Davis or whatever the fucking kid's name is. Brandis. Bra- Bra- Jonathan Brandis, that's it. So, um, Hocus Pocus. I've talked about it a lot. Came out in 1993. Flopped. Became a Halloween classic so much that they saw so much merch for it. They did a sequel to it, which was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was offered the chance to play Max, but turned it down. Squeezer. Um, he could have played Max Dennison, but he said no. Uh, so each witch, that's just from Insider. I found a bunch of things about Hocus Pocus because I talked about it so much. I want to talk about things that I didn't know that I'll help you guys know. So each oh. witch had a distinct broomstick choreography squeezer. 
They had to fly their brooms in character. Uh, Katz, the guy who does play Max Dennison, was apparently high while filming an important scene of the movie. Hmm. Omri Katz. So I, I just assume most people are high when they're... Yeah, you gotta work in Hollywood, you smoke the reefer, huh? Yeah. Bette Midler inspired her own costume. It was tailored, each witch's outfit was tailored to resemble their character's personality. Sarah's dress was inspired by Sleeping Beauty. Mary's resembled a baker's uniform. And Bette Midler uh, herself inspired Winnie's look. Which Bette Midler, I believe, still performs a song as Winnie uh, when she tours, if she still tours. Multiple cats were used on set to play Binks, Squeezer. Aww. When uh, they cut Billy's mouth open, he's holding real moths in his mouth and they fly out. Ugh. Yeah. Hocus Pocus started as a bedtime story. The inspiration for Hocus Pocus came from bedtime story producer, co-writer David Kirshner would tell his kids, Halloween is a huge deal in our home and it's been our daughter. It's been since our daughters were little, Kirshner told Yahoo in 2015. Uh, he pitched the, the plot of the spooky story to Walt Disney Studios in 1984. It was almost called Halloween House. That was the original title. Uh, that's a terrible title. Winnie's insults were accurate for the time period. She calls, um, what's her name, the little girl, a little trolley mog. <laughs> and a maggoty malfeasance. Those were curses. I'm going to start, uh, start using trolley mog. Yeah, trolley mog. <laughs> They're all authentic insults. From, I guess, what's that, the turn of the century or the 1800s? I don't know when the fuck this takes place. Uh, I just, you know, like calling people a yella. <laughs> yella? What are you, yella? What is yellow belly? Is that racist? Probably. <laughs> but I, I always assume it meant like you got scared easily. It's, it's short for yellow bellied, right? Yeah. When someone says, asks if you're yellow. Is calling someone yellow offensive? Hold on. Well, I mean, someone's going to say something. Uh, huh? It's a derogatory nickname. Yeah, this is not making any sense. No one's giving me an answer. Yes. Yellow ba backs. Yellow years back, it was described cowardice or fear. If you are afraid to fight, you're considered yellow. Uh, yeah. It, it also, I'm seeing stuff from England where it's like referring to a neighborhood where they had eels. And the eels had yellow bellies, and it was derogatory. It was like you know a crappy neighborhood. Hmm. Yellowed bellied. The word applies. A word originally applied to birds that literally have yellow belly, like the yellow-bellied sapsucker. From there, it came to mean an insult for cowards. 
If you're afraid to ask someone on a date, you're yellow-bellied. If you're easily frightened or spooked, you're yellow-bellied. So it comes from a bird. It's not racist. Oh. Okay. Well, finally. Finally. We just found the first thing on this show. That is didn't come that from. That isn't racist. Right. So it's like a cinnamon, like cinnamon, synonym for like chicken. You're, what are you, chicken? You're yeah. yellow. You're yellow-bellied. A yellow-bellied sapsucker. Oh, that's a that's a real insult. You yellow-bellied sapsucker. Sapsucker. Oh, God. That's so good. Yeah, it is. That's so much more creative than just calling someone a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> that dickhead feels better, though. It does. It just rolls off the tongue. Well, hmm. <laughs> Shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> yes. There's an article on the uproar, uh, which is the student voice of the North Allegheny Senior High, that says the dark history behind the seasonal comedy Hocus Pocus. Um, I don't really care. Oh to... boy, someone wants to go to film school. Right. Yeah, I don't really. I guess it's about the Salem witch trials. Um. Yeah. They hang those bitches right in the beginning of the movie. I mean, witches. <laughs> <laughs> Wordplay. Oh, a little stuff you might not have known. Um. About hocus pocus. And. We continue the show. There it is. Welcome to Jurassic Park. What have they got in there, King Kong? At last. Dinosaurs and man. Two species thrown back into the mix together. An adventure park. How can we have the slightest idea what to expect? That is truly an adventure. Universal Pictures presents a Steven Spielberg film. Jurassic Park, rated PG thirteen, starts Friday, June eleventh. Jurassic Park. Your third yeah. pick last week was Jurassic Park. Also, it was. Yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. So, have you seen? Did you see Jurassic Park? Never. Okay, so it's a movie about uh, dinosaurs. Real life and dinosaurs. Real life dinosaurs. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to MacGyver. As much as I would love to MacGyver Jurassic Park, I don't think I have to. Um, but, yeah, it was it, the Holy timing. Shit. We missed that. its uh, anniversary. June 11th was its full 30-year anniversary. Oh. They didn't do a uh, throw it out in theaters or anything? I thought they were going to. I, I know I got an email about everything. Huh. So they're doing, like, a big things at both uh, Universal Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was getting released in some theaters. It might not have been around here. Yeah, we didn't get that. Uh, you would check think, Fandango. you know, you Cash Cow. You and I saw it in 3D. We did. I was less impressed, but it yeah. was, you know, it's not why. It was just fun to see it in theaters. Um, it look it, it it's the like the pinnacle, it, the keystone of of me, not my childhood, like of me. Like they they say like there's that moment we talked about this last week with the commercials and yeah this is a movie that basically formed my personality and who I was and everything before this meant nothing and then there's like it, it's that moment it's the 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 B C uh, A D slash uh, C E depending on you know who what you want to talk to but like that is. Uh, like a, a pinnacle moment of my life is Jurassic Park. Okay. It's just okay. I just poured my heart out to you. And that it means 
everything to me you and did made last me week too. the man child that I am today. <laughs> you did all this last week. Yes, we hired. We hired. Uh, that's the scourge. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I know yeah. this. <laughs> but yeah, but I can't not have it on the list. Command um, me, Lord. <laughs> um, God damn, I had something clever and then I completely forgot about it. Damn. I suck at this. I am so bad at Was it something clever like just now or? No, yeah, just just popped in there. And then just popped away. So we're talking about formative things, and I, we just made three fucking Ghostbusters jokes in a row. But yeah, Jurassic Park <laughs> was the one that, that made me. Yeah. It, well, it, it's, I, I don't know. It was like the end, like, this was the, the extent of me growing up. It stopped here. I have a different take on it, Squeezer. Okay, go ahead. My, I have like, I don't know if the lamp post is the right words, but more totem markers or, or like, you know, life events that I could just easily like go back to, like things. It's that, your breadcrumb. It's one of my yeah. There's I have breadcrumbs that lead me. But it, it, it's it's the it's the big the big loaf of bread in the middle of the woods. I remember this summer very well that Jurassic yes. Park came. Out. There's a lot of reasons why. Uh, one of the biggest is Jurassic Park and just being obsessed with Jurassic Park. But it has also a lot to do with Javi being there. Um, a lot of things, but Jurassic Park is part of a big part of that. Um, I, I would say like. 92, 93, and 94 were probably the most formative years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. They're big yeah, ones. I wouldn't disagree. Well, yeah, it's the coming of age. Yeah. Uh, we are those kids in the sandlot. Yeah, we went from um, uh, 10 to 11 to 12, and then 95, you're 13, you're a man. Yeah, yeah, and then you're just, yeah. If it, if it were an earlier era, you'd be out... <laughs> Well, I don't want to say earlier era or a different part of the world. You'd be fighting a war somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I want to say, look, it's not. It's loaded when you say it this way that it's the perfect movie. Because it's not perfect. There's plenty of fault with it, especially. Uh, it's, the pretty end when, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Though but even like, the way wouldn't... Spielberg shot it, man. I mean, yes, just... like, what's the thing that sticks out when you look at? Jurassic Park that's different from most movies uh like most theatrical films that's different that you won't notice unless you actually uh, you look for it that that even the new Jurassic Park movies didn't do Say what? What one thing do you if you watch Jurassic Park what's the one thing that sticks out to you that's different from almost every other theatrical movie that you didn't even notice until you're older? I don't. Maybe I didn't notice yet. Oh, he shot it in sixteen by nine. It is not shot oh, in theatrical yes. two thirty-five to one. Yes. And why did he shoot it in sixteen by nine? Uh, because he knew it was going to make a fortune at home. No, like uh, <laughs> most movies are shot in the very anamorphic two thirty-five to yes. one. Yes. A very. It's called scope. Cinematic oh, oh, scope. it's because the the dino the dinosaurs greater yeah. scale to the dinosaurs. But yes. the new Jurassic Park movies didn't do that. <laughs> no. They still released in the two thirty five to one. But Jurassic Park, you watch if you watch it at home, it fills up your TV screen. That's the same uh, ima- uh, aspect ratio he shot the movie in. Yeah, and it makes you're allowed you know Rexy to be that much bigger. 
Rexy, the Brontosaurus, everything. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, and allows them to give better scale to humans because mm-hmm. you could fit more from top to bottom in the frame. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to believe that it's the same person that... Uh, the Crystal, Crystal Skull? Crystal Skull. It's the same two people because George Lucas same, supervised yeah. all post-production. Yeah. And and that's where there there's some inconsistencies. The, 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 for me, it still bugs me. I still try to plot out in my head to make sense of the T Rex paddock. Yo, yeah, how it drops I, off, but he just walked up to it. Yeah, it. it I but I um yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, did he like use his little arms to pull himself up there? Yeah, it, but like it. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it's two completely different places at the same time and why they're it, it, it doesn't make sense because he said they, they wanted to do those those big set pieces yeah and but and they're like this isn't going to make sense he walks out and they'll just say oh everyone will just think it's a different part of the paddock yeah but why but if the whole paddock was that high you would only be able to see a snout constantly yeah so why would they feed the goat it's from not ground even level that high it, it, it's it falls like uh, uh, there's a da- they're basically hanging off a dam, right? With a tree below them, like it's a long way down. Yet they fed the goat from ground level. Yes. And why would you even need a fence then if there's like a, a sixty foot drop? Yeah, right. It, it doesn't have. It can't climb. It's not a fucking no. bear. Yeah. No, no. Also, I heard that. Well, that's the opposite side of the road. It isn't though. But it's not. No. Um, so yeah, that aside, like that, that, so when people are like, oh, well, it's not the perfect movie. That's why I bring that up. That's not, but technically, okay, maybe it's not in, in that sense. It doesn't uh, bother te- me. I technically don't care. in a production standpoint, like, yes, it's perfect. I'm sorry. A movie made in 1993, the effects and CGI and the prosthetics and animatronics look better than a vast majority of stuff made today. With movies ten times its budget. Yeah. It's well acted, too. And it's well acted. The characters are likable. And not just the character people. Like, the the dinosaurs are likable. Like, Re- Rexy wasn't supposed to be in the end. It was a mistake. Like, it was not a mistake, but he... Like, it was a, a, a like an audible... Oh, that's your other perfect movie. How comes you could hear this coming from a mile away, but you couldn't then? Like, they build up that you hear the T-Rex coming from a mile away because it's so big. But he just magically appears out of nowhere at the end. Just whoop. I even, yeah, as a kid, too, I'm like, wait, how did he get there? Yeah. um, But but it needed to happen. Um, There's an article I was reading the other day about uh, how, why there aren't more dinosaur movies out. And, like, every other, it's, it, you could say that dinosaur, dinosaurs are a genre. Like, why isn't there another dinosaur movie franchise 65. that can compete with it? 65 just came out this past winter. Yeah, but t- it did, but it took how many years, but also to compete with it. Who else is still talking about it? Yeah, I didn't watch it, but it was like yeah. Turok the Dinosaur Hunter as a yeah. movie. Like, why isn't there a, a Turok you know, franchise? Why didn't that happen? But I think it's because they haven't found... There's no way to make the dinosaurs as personable. Like, they, they nailed it. Like, they just made them 
their characters, their actors in the movie, all all the same. They have though so much personality, especially the Raptors and the T Rex. Um, yeah, just as much as the people. Well, it's all because it's their fake. <laughs> well, they are, yeah. but. All movie, all dinosaur movies are fake. Yeah, but you, we have it's, no idea how these dinosaurs acted. No, no, we don't. But I'm saying other. But that's movies, that's the advantage you have because you could make it do whatever you want, yes. and you don't. You could suspend disbelief because no one has fucking any. Like you've seen how a bear acts, you've seen how a dog acts, but no one's ever seen how a dinosaur acts. So you could just assume no, right. that's how it acts. But you, but other movies, other franchise, other people haven't figured out how to make other dinosaur movies with dinosaurs that are likable. Uh, Jurassic Park has because Blue is sold. No, that's lots what I'm saying. Jurassic Park. Well, that's I'm the problem. Franchise. Jurassic Park owns it. What are they gonna? No. What are you gonna do? Make your Raptors smart? Well, Jurassic Park's done that. <laughs> well, not even that. Just a- anything. Just mm. th- th- there's no attempt at another dinosaur franchise. I, there was 65, but that's it. And I believe, uh, I believe, um, what's that studio? Asylum has done a few dinosaur well, pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, o- outside of your your B movie, uh, basically a uh, Pizza Hut puppet with a little force perspective behind it. No, it's not um, even. It's like you know, like those <laughs> AR iPhone apps that put dinosaurs. Oh, isn't it great? I sometimes I love watching those. Well. Or, our friend Mark wrote Triassic World, and there is a uh, Doctor Oz, Diana Osgood, in the movie, <laughs> named after Enchantress. Oh, nice! I don't know how proud of that she is. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I love Mark; he's great. <laughs> the movie's fucking dog shit, but it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> he's paid to write dog shit. You know what I mean? It's Asylum. Uh, yeah, in it's, a good way. I mean, it makes it, it serves its purpose, right? Like I would, you know. I love grabbing a bunch of those. We'd go to 99-cent hamburger stand, load up on a bucket of fries and burgers, and that's what we'd watch. Those schlock pictures? Yeah, they're the best. Farmore. Oh, God, I go to Farmore and rent the movies there for 99 cents, and that's where I saw all all the great, like, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Uncle Sam, you know, all those various, various animal monster movies hmm. Hmm. well but. um that's uh also you know everything the post i mean you, who didn't have the jurassic park poster i mean it was you you had it right i have it in my office right now from japan yeah, i i had it and uh dawson had it uh didn't he want to be a filmmaker in that stupid show yeah, that was the whole thing. Like he he looked up to Steven Spielberg, and he was going to be a great film director. Yeah, but at the and time, then the Spielberg other kid went on shite. to play hockey for the Mighty Ducks or some shit. I don't know. Uh okay. What uh what else you got about Jurassic Park? Oh, what don't I have? Uh, I'm good. All right, here yeah. is my next. <laughs> Picture. Paramount Pictures proudly announces a world event. The premiere of an epic motion picture. 
the arrival of a family unlike any you've ever known. Coneheads, coming to your neighborhood this summer. Starts Friday, July 23rd at Theaters Everywhere. Coneheads, the movie. Oh, my God. Would you believe, uh, according to Wikipedia, marijuana consumption inspired Dan Aykroyd to create the Coneheads? <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it. Man, I fucking love that movie. It's It's got a lot of fucking star power in it. So, of course, uh, Dan Aykroyd is uh, the main star. Uh, but Jane Curtin's his wife, and she's fucking great. Uh, Michelle Burke from Dazed and Confused and uh, Major League and Major League Two and uh, a lot of other shit. She is Connie. Michael McKeon is the main antagonist of the movie. Uh, David Spade's in it. Chris Farley's in it. Sinbad's in it. Michael Richards is in it. Uh, my God. Eddie Griffin's in it. Phil Hartman's in it. Adam Sandler's in it. Jason Alexander's in it. Like, come on. I forgot Jason Alexander was in it. Dave Thomas is in it. <laughs> Lorraine Newman's in it. Fucking Garrett Morris is Garrett Morris is in it. Drew fucking Carrie is in it. Kevin Nealon. Jan Hooks. Parker Posey. Joey Lauren Adams. Man, like, it's like they fucking took the whole cast of Dazed and Confused. Parker Posey, <laughs> Joey Lauren Adams, Julia Sweeney, Ellen DeGeneres, Tim Meadows. John Lovitz is actually in it, too. It's Dan and Tom Arnold. Um, This movie is so dumb, but I fucking love I walk around <laughs> that whole summer going, eh. Eh, run away, I've got to. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> He's golfing at the end. So it tells a whole story about them moving to America, uh, or moving to Earth and America in particular, getting pregnant, uh, having the kid, and, and growing up, you know, consuming mass quantities. <laughs> <laughs> and when she eats the Subway sandwich in front of Tommy Boy, uh, my mother's the only other woman I've ever seen eat a sandwich like that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I read this article on Vulture called The Conehead's Prophecy, How a Kind of Crappy Movie Predicted the Future of America and Ripened into Relevancy. So it says, imagine this. Military officials are in a panic over an unauthorized aircraft that is trespassing U.S. airspace and perilous proximity to New York City skyline. Last-second decision, dispatch F-16s open fire on the vessel, inflicting su sufficient damage to the force a crash landing in the Hudson River. A horrible impact dis disrupts the water, a gasp of bedlam followed by an eerie silence. From the wreckage come two alien beings boying on the water's surface. The colossal World Trade Center standing triumphantly in the background, lighting ripples across the black sky, igniting a storm and issuing a warning. You are not welcome. Surely you are guessing that this ominous cinematic description was clipped from a secret screenplay belonging to the Hollywood poobah J.J. Abrams, but you're dead wrong. It's actually the opening scene, the Coneheads. Um, critics hated it, dismissing it as a once amusing television, television sketch that was unnecessarily brought to the big screen and milked into desiccation. 
when revisited, though, you get the sense that it's one of the most bizarre examples of comedic mistiming in film's history. Startlingly relevant uh, vivisection of post-9-11 America released a decade too soon. Let's, lest you forget the basics. Coneheads falls to illegal aliens, Beldar and pre-Matt Conehead, um, who are stranded in earth and find themselves in pursuit of the American dream. They raise a daughter, start a business and find an accepting group of friends all while being relentlessly hounded by human authority figure, um, figures. Also their heads are cone shaped, which one could argue played into the title. (laughs) (laughs) This is articles written in 2011 viewed through our 2011 goggles. The cone heads are in many ways, a poignant depiction of life, as an experience by some of country's 11 million unauthorized residents. Only after acquiring fake documents and forfeiting their right to their own name, Beldar assumes the less than dignified identity as Donald R. DeSecchio, can they establish residence and find equitable work. Upon the birth of their daughter, they must endure raising a child in a culture of wilderness where their own cherished customs have no home. They're seen as problems, not people, by those who persecute them, and perhaps most harrowing, they have taken an interest in golf. <laughs> I guess it's all talking about the illegal aliens. Yeah, I, well, it's, yeah. I, I Were they thinking of that in 93? Uh, I guess, it, I mean, it's kind of what they are and they have the INS like chasing them. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they but were. Is that what they're like when they came up with a sketch or is it just a bunch of high people like, Hey, it would be funny if we were aliens and had cones in our heads and we went, ah, ah. well, apparently, um, Oh, and, and a lot of cocaine. Yeah. But apparently it was weed. Uh, conceptual organs. Dan Aykroyd said to be inspired to create the Conads by marijuana consumption and base the character's appearance on the Moai. Those are those big-headed uh, statues ah, in yes. Poly- Polynesia. The mm-hmm. Moai. Uh, the mysterious and ancient stone statues of Easter Island, which have similarly con- conical heads. The people of the land of uh, uh, points from Harry Nilsson's fable The Point. Uh, Dan Aykroyd also mentioned in an interview that he drew inspiration from the film The Island Earth. Um, this Island Earth? This This Island Earth, yes. Yeah, love that movie. With, uh, I don't know this movie. Uh, it's a Mystery Science Theater pick. Oh, uh, where the very tall foreheads of aliens go unlargely unnoticed, go largely unnoticed by humans. I think it was actually the movie. What? Uh, in MST3K, the movie, I'm pretty sure they did this Island Earth. Oh, fuck yeah. Phillies won 15 to 3. Nice. Just checked it. They uh, should have won last night, but. Man, these are fire. Schwarber yes, hit a 450 foot homer. How much? 450 foot, yeah. Holy shit. That's balls. a fucking. Skadoosh. Anyway, uh, Coneheads, great movie. I I haven't seen it in a while. I should rewatch it because I fucking loved it as a kid. I didn't know the song "Tainted Love" by Soft Cell and <laughs> just say, eh, eh. <laughs> but Soul of Squeeze is in this movie. I haven't. Uh, I it's one of my favorite B sides. How long it's been since I saw it? To Red Hot Chili Peppers, I probably mm. saw it like 
three, four years ago, maybe five, maybe six. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't within the last decade, maybe even more. Hmm. Okay. Um, Coneheads, we're now on to your fourth pick. Here we go. In this quiet neighborhood, there lives a menace named Dennis. He feels warm. You need an aspect. This summer, watch out for the kid who's causing all the excitement. Dennis the Menace. He's only a boy, huh? That's me! Rated PG. Starts Friday, June 25th at a theater near you. That's me. Uh, that's me. Ah, uh, Dennis the Menace. Um, so yeah, this is what I was talking about. Look, look it's it's a good movie. It's a cute. Uh, I saw movie. this in the theater with my grandparents. I, I did. Oh, yes, I, I think I saw it with them too. Um, and you got uh, Walter Matthau as Mr. Wilson. Christopher Lloyd is the the bad guy that they have to. You know, you gotta have a bad guy of some kind. But like for me, like. That scene under the bridge eating the can of beans, uh, it's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that weird plot with like his flower, Mr. Wilson's uh, flower garden, and he's oh, like, so he uh, had all those people over to see it, and it was gonna bloom. Yeah, it, it blooms in like the moonlight, once, right? Yeah, blooms under the proper moonlight like once every like forty years or something. Like, yeah. Uh, but for me, it, it had this weird thing, like when I was talking about how uh, um, Little Rascals, like how I liked the originals. So when this came out, like, and everyone loved Dennis the Menace, and there was that, that second Dennis the Menace, like, because the, the, when was the cartoon out? It was before this? Yeah. Yeah. But, that was an 80s cartoon. Um, yeah. For me, like, I, I was that, like, it's not my Dennis the Menace, you know, because mm. my Dennis the Menace was uh, Dennis the Menace, the Dinosaur Hunter, mm. the made-for-TV movie from 1987 that I watched ad nauseum uh, that I had on beta uh, that we recorded uh, over and over and over and over again. Is it a better film? Uh No. Uh, does it have as many high-powered stars like Walter Matthau and Christopher Lloyd? No, but it does have... Um, does have... Um, I'm looking for a name. Oh. Uh, Walter Matthau? No. There's no one in that. Uh, the Dennis DeMille's Oh, movie you're Dennis DeMille. Yeah. yeah, my Dennis DeMille's movie. Um, but yeah, it does have its, you know, memorable moments and stuff. And it was, uh, look, Walter Matthau is a great Mr. Wilson. Uh, he's perfect in it. And I guess this Dennis, the, Dennis actually does look more like the Dennis the Menace that people know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he it, was in Rushmore, the actor who played him. Wes the Anderson. kid? Yeah. Oh, Mason. What else would I know him from? Rushmore. I know him from Rushmore and this. Oh, that's okay. It. And you, 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 are you sure you saw Rushmore? Because like that's like the most glaring thing in it when you see it. Yeah. Oh, he was in Gattaca. Oh God! Last time I saw Gattaca was in high school after we watched 
uh, Brave New World or read Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Oh, you were allowed to read Brave New World in high school? We had to. Wow. Yeah. Aren't you guys progressive. Uh, I'm just sitting here with my bunch of greens. Whatever that. Um, God, I love Gattaca. It's probably where oh. Maya Hawk came from. You're what? It's probably where Maya Hawk came from. Maya. Oh, yes. Their oh, daughter. Yes. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, let's let's spread our perfect DNA while we're at it. Mm-hmm. And and they did. Ew. Uh, but yeah, it's a. I didn't know like at the time like I didn't know like John Hughes, you know, as a kid. You know, but yeah, it's a, it, it definitely has those, uh, you know, that feel, I guess, in hindsight, now that I look at it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're just, they're, Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Yeah. All right. No. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go on my, um, my rant, because I know people like it. And it's great. I loved it. it. I saw it in the theater. I loved it. I loved it. Sure. But it's not my Dennis the Menace. Not squeezers. All right. Time to continue? Yes. From Hollywood Pictures, America's favorite game is now the movie event of the summer. It's super fun. It's super excitement. It's super action. Hello, morons. Hello. It's Super Mario Brothers. Plumbers. 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 You got a problem with that? Don't miss the adventure that jumps to the ultimate level of excitement. Super Mario Brothers. Rated PG parental guidance suggested. Now playing at a theater near you. You were talking earlier about no one figured out how to perfect a dinosaur movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you're. This movie proves you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. It is weird. It barely has anything to do with fucking Super Mario Brothers. It is very fucking out there, but I loved it. We made our parents take us to Terminate to see this. And we were obsessed with it. Um, I, I, my mom wouldn't buy me any of the figures, but I'd go to the Lanko every week and look at the Ertle action. I have a few now from Zombie Sailor. There's Mario, Luigi, um... Uh, Sp- Sp- Iggy and Spike, uh, then Koopa and the Goomba, and which doesn't look like a Goomba, it's a giant thing. But he had this like he had like the soft goods jacket on, like the red jacket. I wanted yeah. that Goomba figure so bad, never came to be. I have Mario and Luigi downstairs. Uh, there was Pogs, of course. Couldn't have movie in '93 without Pogs were like the height, uh, in their height in '93. Uh, as far as height, pro- ninety three production, ninety two, ninety three. They were okay. Um, there was a car that resembled the car from the movie, the crash action police po- crash action police car. There was a Devo chamber. And that's where they made the Goombas at, and it came with like the the more lizard headed Goomba figure. The Devo chamber. These are all made by Ertl. There was a twelve inch talking Mario figure. And a 12-inch talking Luigi. Mario said, uh, Hey, trust the fungus. I'm your main man. Just drop on your tool belt. 
We're going in. Nobody touches my tools. <laughs> Women love a Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi says, let's do it, Mario. Go, Mario, go. Trust the fungus. The creep stole Daisy. See you later, alligator. Fungus is among us. Love that album. Yeah. The fungus among my Yeah. Um, don't tell me. Incubus. Yes. Yes. Then they made a, a toy gun, a Devo. A Devo, uh, uh, Devo is short for de-evolution uh, play toy gun that I found on Mint and Box on eBay for $1,999. <laughs> and they also had a four-transistor walkie-talkie set made by Erdl. All these were made by Erdl. There's a website called smbmovie.com that was made probably in the GeoCities era that documents all of this. And he updates it because... Um, because why not, right? There was a Super Mario Brothers uh, cassette of the story, you know, the uh, auto audio poster. So the it came with a thirty-five minute audio tape with different voice actors providing the vocals of the movie storyline, and it comes with a, a 3D glow-in-the-dark poster and 3D glasses. In the shape of a de-evolved Koopa's eyes. <laughs> um, well, I guess this says it's 45 minutes. So I think the, the tape is uploaded to uh, YouTube here. You want to listen to a little bit of it? Oh, yes, please. Our story begins 65 million years ago in Brooklyn, New York. The earth is a bubbling stew of primordial ooze, inhabited by overgrown reptiles with thick skins, tiny brains, and big, sharp teeth. Suddenly, the red sky grows dark. It's kind of the crew at the Service Electric Network. <laughs> Aww. Out of the blackness, a meteorite hurtles to the earth. As the big rock slowly sinks into the earth... What part of what I said made you say, oh... The tiny brains? Yeah. With the thick no. rubbery skin. Yeah, the thick skin, yeah. Yeah, we are kind of thin skin. <laughs> Soft crust. A small cone-shaped sliver of crystal breaks off. Our story continues. In Brooklyn, a mere 64,999,980 years later, a breathless and beautiful young woman tenderly places a bundle on the steps of a gothic church. She takes from around her neck an exquisite pendant, a unique cone-shaped sliver of crystal, and places it inside the bundle. Let's get to where we As hear Mario and Luigi. We catch I just found out he's been in another dimension. The only miracle I know is we're still eating when we're going broke. We ain't going broke, Mario. We're already there. Mario. A man with a handlebar mustache, a fully stocked tool belt, and two feet firmly planted in reality, ponders his younger brother's gullibility. Waiting for Luigi to strap on his tool belt, Mario turns off the TV and picks up a tabloid newspaper from the coffee table. I can't believe you buy this Miracle Hooey. Hey. <laughs> Miracle Hooey. It's on YouTube as Super Mario Brothers Movie Dash Audio Poster Pack, uploaded by Cyberpunk Studios. That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, that's what I 
wanted to tell you about the Super Mario Brothers movie because I saw it in 93. We've talked about it before. Is it worth watching again? I feel like... I mean, if you just watch Crystal Skull, you can watch fucking I Super did. Mario I Brothers. Should... Put myself because there are elements in that that like the world like if it weren't a Super Mario Brothers movie, it'd still be trash. But I wouldn't have. Li- trash, I probably would have never I, seen it. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have seen it. But I like the whole like the aesthetic of it. Like I loved I like it, it as, as a kid. I lo- I I didn't. Yeah. I wondered why it had nothing really to do with Mario and why everything was so different. But I fucking loved it because it was. Yeah, that's what I didn't like, but I liked everything else. Like. <laughs> It's a great non-Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. And it takes them forever to finally put the green and, and red on, but Like, it's do. only missing... The only thing it's missing is, well, Michael Ironside, I guess. Yeah. This is a heavy. All right. Squeezer, your last pick. When Henry's arm healed a little funny... Funky butt-loving! Did he say funky butt-loving? His fastball became no laughing matter... You can play for the cops. You're in. I'm in. But what can one sixth grader do against pros like these? Gotcha. Anything he wants. Pitcher's got a big butt. Rookie of the year. Ah, when did this? uh... Well, I mean, pitcher's got a big butt existed before this, right? Yes. Yes, because, I mean, I used to say it all the time, and I think I quit playing before this even came out. But it just, yeah, amplified it tenfold. And then you wanted to say it all the time. Yeah, it's a fun, silly kid movie where, you know, a kid gets hurt, and his tendons, uh, you know, heal in a way that uh, uh, Marv Albert would appreciate, I guess. Um, yeah, and it allows him to throw crazy fastballs that no one can hit. Right. And then, then, you know. Then he loses his power, but his mom falls in love with the star player, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then, and then, but then they have to like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who is Do they designate him? (laughs) Well, yeah, I I think they just, I think they outrighted him. Mm. Uh, just, uh. Yeah, well, because, yeah, he lose, he gets hurt then in-game, which, like, turns him back to normal. And then I, I remember there was something, like, someone broke down, like, how they won the game at the end, like, with the, the pickoff move and stuff, and it technically violates, like, four different rules. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been able to do it. And it's, I think, something, too, where he would have just been a balk. But, yeah. And then he just throws this weird, uh, like, lobbing, like, off speed like softball thing over the plate and because it's so weird and wonky and off speed the guy can't hit it and uh the cubs win i mean it would take another what, 16 3 carry to 6 20 22 years i think hmm before they would win they would win a world series the cubs yeah Twenty-two years. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know, as a, as a kid, I remember seeing it in theaters. I think we saw it. Um, we got stuck in a couple like camps. Uh, 
not like fun do stuff camps, but just basically uh, we'll watch your kids and keep them busy while you go to work over the summer camps. And most of the time it was just spent in like the gym playing dodgeball, but occasionally went on like a field trip. And this was I, this was one of. I was trying to think if it was this one or uh, little big league, but that came out later, and I don't think we're doing that by then. So yeah, we saw rookie of the year as part of like a summer camp trip. Um, just like hey everyone, give us two dollars and we're gonna go to the. Uh, uh, Plaza, or wherever it was, and we're, we're gonna watch. Uh, we're gonna take your kids to the movie for the day. So it's like me, thirty other kids, and then one adult and a bunch of teenagers getting paid to watch us uh, as we went to go see Rookie of the Year. Sounds like a nightmare. Uh, for the adults, yeah. As a kid, it's just absolute chaos. I, I saw great. this movie, but not until it came out, like on the request, you know. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was it worth my two dollars? Uh, maybe. Uh, I forgot it was a a Daniel Stern uh, production. He 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 starred and directed in it. Daniel Stern. Yeah. Uh, not Harry, but uh, Marv. Marv. Yeah. Yes. Anything else? Uh, no. I also always got confused because I I thought like for the longest time too, like I was gonna talk about how like Tony Danz is in it, but that was also uh, a different kid baseball movie. That was Little Big League, I think, right? Yes. Or no, that no. was Angels in the Outfield. No, Tony Danza was no Angels in the Outfield. Was that Tony Danza? We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I know. Tony I Danza completely... wasn't in Angels in the Outfield. No, so it was Little Big League. It was. Oh, he was in Little Angels in the Outfield. That was him, yeah. Oh, then who was the guy? Who's the uh, Timothy Busfeld? That's right. It was Timothy Busfeld. But yeah, this was a time where, like, it was. Uh, uh... Oh, and John Candy was in it too. I forgot about that. In Rookie of the Year. He was the uh, radio announcer. Yes. Yeah. But this was a time there were, like, a ton of baseball movies coming out around this time. Especially, like, kid baseball movies. Just cherry-picking off of each other. And it was... Because it was, like... Like, we talked last week with baseball. Like, it was a time to get into it. Because it was an era of, like, characters. And it's before the strike. And before everyone was, like, resentful. And no one gave a shit anymore like it was a good time for it it was a good time for kids to get into it mm, yeah yeah the next year it would strike and almost ruin the game yeah it was a great year for the fucking phillies fuck my god 93 fuck yeah fucking joe carter son of a bitch <laughs> all right um let's do my last motion picture here Probably one of the best movies ever fucking made. 20th Century Fox presents... Ow! I challenge you to a duel. The first action hero. I accept. And the last word in comedy. White men can't jump. Robin Hood. Men in tights. And why should the people listen to you? Unlike some other Robin Hoods, 
I can speak with an English accent. A Mel Brooks film. The legend had it come. Rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, July 28th at theaters everywhere. Shot at Kevin Costner. Unlike other Robin Hoods, <laughs> I can speak with an English accent. Oh, I fucking love were men. Manly men were men in tights. Yes. Tights. Roam around the jungle looking for fights. That is the same music um, as uh, Jews in Space from History of the World Part 1. <laughs> uh, modified, slight modifications, but yes. Um, the Sheriff of Nottingham's men trumpeted the opening tune for Spaceballs. Um when uh, Will's given a treat for demonstrating jousting, uh, like in, in Young Frankenstein, uh, they refer to its uh, sequel, Robin Hood Rap. Um, <laughs> it, when he says it's good to be king, uh, a King Richard, when he returns from the crusade, and mm-hmm. the walk this way gag, walk this way. Uh, the, the, Prince John's mole keeps moving just like the hump in uh, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> and then a choose finally made the sheriff of Rottingham when everyone's like, a black sheriff. And he's like, and why not? It worked in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good. It's great. I think uh, Blinken's my Mark Blankenfield is Blinken. Hey, Blinken. Did you say a Blinken? Hey, nah, I said, hey, Blinken. <laughs> Hey, and in the beginning, when his castle's down, he's reading a Braille Playboy magazine on the on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Master Robin, what have they done to your arms? What you have? Nice breasts <laughs> or nice boobs? <laughs> um, God damn, there's so much good stuff in there. If you've never seen Robin Hood Men in Tights, it is the best <laughs> Robin Hood on celluloid ever created, and you need to go see it. Wow, that's saying something. Not really. <laughs> no, it's not, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much at all. There's been a lot of shitty Robin Hoods. I mean, I guess the Disney one could be classified as the second best. I I, I think it is. Yeah, And, and I'm a... Men in Tights. Rid- and I'm a Ridley Scott fan, and... I yeah, that Ridley Scott ones. one was shit. I didn't even see it. Everyone just well, that's because that's because it was more based off of the the problem was people went there expecting a Robin Hood movie, which all they want to see is like the rob from the rich give to the poor kind of swashbuckling Robin Hood. And he's like, no, no, no. People loved Kingdom of Heaven so much. I'm gonna make a sequel and call it Robin Hood. Is that what it was? Kinda. Yeah, it was oh. much more based off like the historical founding the the historical facts that the robin hood myth stemmed from Ugh. yeah friar tuckman no, no, this is sacramental wine it's, it can only be used in the blessing of the sacramental blessings oh what am i talking about there's sky there's trees there's squirrels we'll bless everything till we get vashnicked <laughs> <laughs> fucking great rabbi tuckman 
Uh, and <laughs> it was uh, what, uh, um, Morgan Freeman was Aziz, and um, so he yes, was, he was a chew, a chew, a chew, a chew. <laughs> Bless you. Oh yeah, it was a sneeze and a chew. Yeah, yeah, a sneeze and a chew. And I think the best joke in the movie is when Little John falls in the little stream and he's like, "Help me, help me, I can't swim." <laughs> he's splashing around, and Robin just like rolls his eyes. Carrie Yules is great. Carrie Yules is in Blackberry, by the way. Oh, yeah. nice. That's a guy that's always been busy. Yeah. You might not know it, but he's. Great. What else was he in a while back? I'm like, holy Stranger shit. Stranger Things. He was. he was. Stranger the, Things. He was the mayor in Stranger Things. He's in Saul. Stranger Things, I had to blink twice. I was like, is that Carrie Ulls? That is Carrie Ulls. Oh, that's right. It was, yes. It was right, Stranger Things to... season three. He was the mayor. But, um, yeah, Men in Tights. My last pick. And what a great fucking movie. Hell yeah. Um, did not see it in a the theater, though. We saw it when it came out. No, yeah, I didn't. Watched it. Where, where does it rank in your Mel Brooks-isms? It's number two for me. Two? Yes. Baseballs? Yes. Baseballs is one. Men and Tights is two. History of the World is three. Blazing Saddles is four. Young Frankenstein okay. is five. Yeah. I I just... I, I go History of the World, then... Uh... Men in tights, but you know, it's close. I saw Spaceballs before I saw Star Wars. That was the household I grew up in. <laughs> I think Spaceballs is just too perfect. It's so great. It's so good. Perrier. Now, I want to give you, a, you have um, four pictures. I'm sure, I know Dennis and Menace had toys. I'm sure Free Willy had toys. I know for a fact Jurassic Park had toys. Out I of, had them all. Out of you, fucking spoiled little son of a bitch! You sure did. Out of my five picks, which of these mo- movies had t- a toy line? Hot Shots Part Two, Hocus Pocus, Coneheads. We know Super Mario did, and Men in Tights. One other movie had a toy line. No googling. I'm not. No, I was googling something else. Um. Where else are you googling? Hot shots? Coneheads. Really? Had a Playmates action figure line. Just like Oh jeez. Dick Tracy. <laughs> oh. Yes. Ha <laughs> uh, how uh how, those pegs must have been hot. Um they Go on mint on card for like six bucks. <laughs> Here's one seven ninety nine plus five dollars shipping. Buy it now. Wow. Nine dollars, eight fifty, yeah. They are no one wants these. Un like unpunched too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Consume mass quantities. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's the show. Yeah. We'll be back there it is. next Wednesday with another Rad Years podcast. Oh, Izzy. Are you okay? 
Oh, that was, I'm sorry, that was my ice bag. That wasn't easy. Uh-oh, there's gonna be water everywhere. No, it's sealed. It's Ziploc squeezer. It's got that patented seal. Uh, that's because you buy Ziploc bags. That's why I have to use an ice pack. Because if it were me, that store brand bag would have popped open. <laughs> water everywhere. Um... Yes, I'm sorry. What was I talking about? Oh, the next week's uh, show. Next week. It's anything from anything that we want to talk about that happened in the summer of 1993. I might try to go a little deeper on Javi. I might try to... Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. I got some, some good topics. I'll see how I can work Jurassic Park in there. One more time. All right, everybody. One more time. That's this week's Rad Years Podcast. I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye-bye.